feel free to stand up or sit down, but someone's kind of moving, so you probably want to move. Lord, how you love me, I don't deserve grace on top of grace. More than I've asked for, more than I'm worth, grace on top of grace. How sweet the sound, once lost, now found, heaven came down in grace.
Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Maple Street Worship Center and our, our fall family kickoff, our family reunion. So we're just going to take a minute just to greet one another, just connect, say hi. If there's faces you haven't seen before, introduce yourself. Uh, holy hugs. I don't know about kisses. That can be a, that can get a little iffy, but uh, you can just, just greet each other and give each other a good word. Johnny. Okay, okay, that's, come on, let's get back in here, everybody. That's the thing, cutting you guys loose is dangerous. We might not get back to the, the rest of the thing. 
So just want to let everybody know this is a, a free place to worship. We've got flags back over here. If you've never done that before, it's kind of fun to move to the music. Flagging actually has a, a long history. If you read uh, like the Jewish people, they, they used flags in their worship. It's got a, definitely a long history. So feel free with that. Dance, Greg, interpretive movement, if you want to, however. But you can feel free to stand up, sit down. Um, sometimes we get a little more reflective. That's not happening this morning, probably. But anyways, free place to worship God. Our main point is we want to turn our face to God. We want to lift lift him up. We want to praise his name. We want to lift the name of Jesus in this place. That's our, our main goal. So whatever that is for you. Uh, for some, I know it's not singing and dancing. Um, it's working with your hands. It's uh, how you perform in business. It's, it's all kinds of things. Worship is all kinds of things. This is one, one small piece, what we do here this morning with music. But um, press in as, as much as you can and, and, and just try and turn your heart to God to, to lift him up.
thank you that you came. We thank you that you still come for us. You came for all aspects of our life. You didn't come just for salvation, Lord. You came to give us a new life. You came to give us your life. And we thank you and praise you for that, Lord. Thank you for calling us up out of the grave. Thank you for the exchange you made. And that we get to live your life. You live through us. Thank you for that. was torn you mend again you designed the tattered thread by thread you take the broken and destroy and you rebuild them you make hope joy begin to rise and hope Begin to light the dark. Our God exchanges old for new dawn. Has conquered night and death. Has lost a life and now we are exchanging old. 
turn our flame into a fire. You we walk in the impossible. You take your love into the world. You let our light shine. You let it burn. Oh, joy begin to rise in hope. Begin to light the dark. Our God exchanges hope. Good night and death is brought to life, and now we are exchanging old for new joy. Begin to rise and hope, begin to light the dark. Our God exchanges old for new dawn. It's conquered night and death. Oh, lost a life and now we are exchanging old for new nothing that your love won't do it's not a mount of faith can move there's power in the blood power of the cross there's nothing that your love won't do it's not a mount of faith can move there's power in the blood Power of the cross is nothing that your love won't do. There's not a mountain faith can move. There's power in the blood. Power of the cross is nothing that your blood won't do. There's not a mountain faith can move. There's power in the blood. The power of the cross, joy. To rise and hope, begin to light the dark. Our God exchanges hope for new dawn. Has conquered night and death, has lost a life, and now we are exchanging hope for new joy. Begin to rise and hope, begin to light. Our God exchanges old for new dawn. Has conquered night and death. Oh, has lost a life and now we are exchanging old for new. thankful that we get to exchange old for new. Yeah. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my are gone I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God 
children of God, that we get to be children of God. That's awesome. Oh, the Lord, our strength and... I'm in the wrong key. I'll try again. Oh, the Lord, our strength and song, highest praise to Him belongs. Christ the Lord, the conquering king, your name we raise, your triumph sing. Oh, praise the Lord, our mighty warrior. Praise the Lord, the glorious one. By his hand we stand in victory. By his name we
have that word this morning, God. And we thank you for your goodness. And we thank you for your goodness toward us and your mercy. Thank you for reaching us. that course in response to that. It's in response to what God's calling out of us. No praise the Lord our mighty warrior. Praise the Lord the glorious one. By his hand we stand in victory. By his name we've overcome. These aren't just words. Proclaim them. Praise the Lord Almighty warrior, praise the Lord, the glorious one. By his hand we stand in victory. By his name we've overcome. We've shall reign the Lord shall reign forever and ever the Lord shall reign forever and ever the Lord shall reign forever and ever the Lord shall reign
Father of kindness, you have poured out grace. You brought me out of darkness, you have filled me with peace. Giver of mercy, you're my help in time of need. Lord, I can't help but sing.
That was great worshiping this morning, so thank you. Does anybody have any promises? Anybody have any promises that they're hanging on to that they want to just proclaim out loud this morning? Healing? Healing. We've got a promise of healing, and he is our healer. Anybody else? Promises. Promises we stand on. That's right. Joy of the Lord is our strength. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Always with us. If you love me, keep my commandments. Supplies all our needs. It's going, okay. Who else got? Yeah, always by our side, yeah. He is our strength, yeah. He is our strength. So, Father God, we want to thank you this morning for your presence, for being here, for receiving our worship, Lord for enabling our praise, for being so worthy, God. For being so worthy. For enabling us to connect with you, to be your children again. For restoring us back to your original intent. We proclaim the kingdom in this place. We proclaim and release the kingdom in this place. Holy Spirit, we ask you to continue to come. Let your presence rest here on us as a body that you would bring healing to this body, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you would bring joy to this body. That you would bring a full measure, a full picture of who Jesus is to each and every one of us, Lord, this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So you guys can grab a seat if you want. Thanks. Good morning, everyone. So glad to see everyone here and some new faces. And uh, so it's really great that you're here this morning. And uh, so welcome again to Maple Street. And how many enjoyed the worship this morning? I don't know. I, I, felt, like, I felt like we, we just could have kept going. I don't know about you. I just felt like we just get started, man. This is, this is really good stuff. So welcome to our, you know, we called it Fall Kickoff Family Reunion. Well, it's just kind of a way to say, hey, guys, let's, let's, let's get back into, uh, uh, you know, community life, right? How many are glad for the fact that if we are believers that we have a community of faith that we can, that we can uh, it's a family, right? The church is a family. And uh, how many know we need each other? We need to encourage one another, build one another up. Uh, it's great that, uh, how many know that in a family sometimes we don't always see eyeball to eyeball, but one thing that we always should do is we should always love one another, amen? Because that's how the world knows that we are his, is if we love one another. And love covers over a, multitudes, uh, a multitude of sins, right? Because uh, we don't always get it right, but when we love one another, we know that love never fails, Paul told us in 1 Corinthians 13, which was not written, by the way, for weddings or Hallmark cards. But it was written to a church that just needed to hear that, you know, we need to love one another. That's what's most important of everything. And so we're so glad this morning you can be here. So glad you can worship with us. And um, 
We got a few announcements before we receive our offering, before I just share briefly this morning. I am really time sensitive because the, uh, one of the most important things this morning is not only the fact you're here, but also that we have a couple of people that are going to be baptized over here in our very elaborate baptismal tank. Um, it'll do the trick, though. And uh, so if you're here and you are prepared to be baptized, just want to let you know we are going to put you on the spot for even 30 seconds, a minute, just for you to share a little something. Uh, and uh, we are going to baptize you, and, uh, and it's going to be pretty exciting. It's a real celebration this morning. Uh, how many are glad that we can celebrate the, what the Lord has been doing in our lives? Amen. And then, of course, you can smell it in the air. Can you smell the food? Yeah, so I'm going to really do my best to try to get through, you know. Uh, we want to celebrate, but we also want to get around the table because uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's there in the air, isn't it? Fall is in the air, but food is in the air. So that's, that's a little distracting. I'm finding it a little distracting right now. But just a, f- a couple of announcements. Um, hopefully, who, got a, who received the bulletin when you came in this morning? You received the bulletin, that's great. I'm not going to go ever over everything in the bulletin, but we do have a couple of, of videos that I want to show this morning. Uh, one is concerning a, a new Bible study that we're going to be running on Tuesday nights. So Tuesday nights starting on Tuesday. So today's Sunday, tomorrow's Monday, and then it's Tuesday. So Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, we're going to be running uh, this particular Bible study. Here's a little, pro- I think we're going to have a promo can we get that up, that promo video uh, regarding the bait of Satan? And that'll, he'll explain it, what that is in just a second. So we're going to turn it over to our technical support. I think it's coming. Okay, take it right back to the beginning. I think it'll go. We have audio. Do you have the right to be offended if you've been mistreated? Satan's greatest trap. But his whole life is destroyed because of unfulfilled revenge. Offense is the bait of Satan. Jesus said it's impossible to live and not have the opportunity to be offended. John Lapierre's best-selling book on being offended, The Bait of Satan is now a 12-part curriculum. Now, the scary thing is, is that when a person is taken captive of Satan, many times, and most times, they don't realize it. You have a chance to either pick up an offense when you incur unfair treatment, or you have the chance to let God defend you. Joyce Meyer of Life and the Word Television writes, The bait of Satan opens our eyes to the lies of the enemy and the subtle deceptions he uses to infiltrate our lives and entangle us in bondages. Jesus prophesied it. In Matthew 24, 10, he said, In the last days, which are the days we are living in, he said many would be offended. And that Greek word for many there literally means a very large portion. And what I have so grieved over is watching people leave churches constantly because of the offense. The pastor took the offering in a different way than they would have liked it. His message was too long. His message was too short. The leaders that he appointed... The way things were done, you have to understand, in 12 years of traveling, I've heard everything. John Gadir's clear explanation of how the enemy of our soul uses unforgiveness and offense to keep us from achieving our freedom that is in Christ Jesus. 
is a message that everyone should hear. God's word, his promise, will always come to pass as long as you don't get offended. When I went to this church in Chicago and did the 12 video lessons, 90% of that church came forward to deal with offenses that they had been harboring in their heart. When you get this into your life, there's nothing anybody can do to you. What you do with the offense will determine your future. So that's the uh, little promo there. Um, we, we, I've been through this curriculum before. It's pretty powerful stuff, and uh, it can it can change your life. And so this is what we're I'm, I'm looking at doing on Tuesday nights. So if you uh, have your Tuesday night free over the next twelve weeks, twelve weeks, and I just want to let you know that every lesson builds on the other lesson, and it's really a journey. And so by list, if you miss two or three lessons, you, you end up missing the steps toward um, being able to be free from the bait of Satan. And uh, so I just want to leave that with you. So if you're interested, we're going to be here uh, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, starting uh, this Tuesday night. And also we got another uh, announcement, another promo for our new children's curriculum. That is, uh, we're going to be launching soon, and Penny's going to give a little information about that after the video. Okay, so we could put that video up as well. Alton, I have a very important assignment for you. Yes, sir. I'm all ears. Well, as you know, it's very important that we help to lay a Christian foundation for our children, especially in today's wishy-washy world. I agree. After all, these kids will be our next generation of church leaders, pastors teachers and influential citizens. We need to do something extreme. The time is now. You mean? Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, sir, I do. I'll implement the plan immediately, and I know just the team for the job. Wonderful. Greetings, Commissioner. Greetings, sir. I've been expecting your call. It's time. Time to launch Operation Faith Case, investigating the truth. I'll get right on it. My team of investigators is ready and able. Thank you. As you know, it's extremely critical that this mission does not fail. I understand, sir. I'll keep you posted. Greetings, fellow investigators. We need your elementary kids for a very important assignment. As newly commissioned investigators, their task is to explore the 16 foundational truths of Christianity. The name of the operation is called Faith Case, Investigating the Truth. To accomplish this, I wanted to bring in our very best investigator, but unfortunately, he wasn't available. So I've decided to employ the help of the bumbling but likable Mr. Trench. Um, I think it's best if I just showed you. Well, you know what they say. It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Don't worry. He's more efficient than he looks. And I'll be there to guide you on the way. 
Along with Mr. Trench, you'll discover each of the 16 foundational truths in 12 unforgettable children's church sessions. Each session comes complete with videos, games, object lessons, and Bible stories that make learning fun. Even better, whether you're a small church or a big church, you only need one adult lead investigator to put these investigations together. Inside your Faith Case Metal Briefcase, you'll find everything you and your young investigators need to get started. Three DVDs, a CD-ROM, lead investigator guide, posters, and more. You can order your Faith Case Investigating the Truth Kit by logging on to faithcase.com. Here you'll find additional information, a sample lesson, video clips, free downloads, and more. Excuse me one moment. Gentlemen, you're now connected. Thank you, Commissioner. Excuse me, sir. I just want you to know that we have a top team of investigators on the job. Faith Case Investigating the Truth has been launched. Great work. Thank you. I knew we could count on you. Thank you, sir. Well, investigators, you have your assignment. It's time to help your kids discover the foundational truths. We're all counting on you. Until next time, God bless and good hunting, everyone. I always wanted to be uh, a private investigator. So every week in Children's Church, we will find a special mission inside our special faith case, um, briefcase. And I am really looking forward to this because uh, it's very foundational to our faith. And so um, faith case, oh, hello. This is one of my grandchildren, Evelyn. Um, so this is for children ages six to 12 and we meet um, after worship upstairs in what we call treehouse and we'll require parents to sign their children in oh another grandchild <laughs> and um, yes my fellow investigators of the truth so and uh, we would welcome maybe some adults to help us investigate the truth <laughs> So I'm going to call Chelsea up. We have some changes with children's ministry. So we've opened up a couple of uh, rooms for children's ministry. One is the nursery for ages five and under. And we have renamed that the Garden Sprouts Room. So just treehouse, garden sprouts, and then we have the greenhouse, which is newly finished. Well, I have a little tweaking to do, but it is down the hall from the kitchen. For those of you, it's a parent room for nursing and potty training, and if you just need to take a kid out for a break. There's a couch in there, a rocking chair. It's very comfortable. Anyhow, it is done, and if you guys are curious about it, you should go in. It's been a long process, but finally. <laughs> Good stuff. So we could have, uh, it would have been kind of cool to have a photo up. But, you know, you can always check out the room after the service, right? You can always take a peek in. And, and as long as nobody goes in and, like, you know, 
falls asleep on the couch or something. It looks pretty comfortable, so that'll be good. Yeah. So, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna shift gears right now, and we're gonna ask our ushers to come, and we are gonna receive our our, our giving this morning, tithes and our offering. And um, I see Frank coming, and a young helper. Amen. Someone asked Frank. Frank, would you lead us? As we receive today's offering, we are believing you for heaven opened, earth invaded, storehouses unlocked, and miracles created, dreams and visions, angelic visitations, declaration, impartation, and divine manifestations, anointings, giftings, and calls, positions and promotions, provisions and resources, to go to the nations, souls and more souls, from every generation, saved and set free, carrying kingdom revival. Thank you, Father, as I join my value system to yours. You will shower favor, blessing, and increase upon me, so I have more than enough to co-labor with heaven to see Jesus get his full reward. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, Penny, I just want to double-check. Um, is, is there a date that you have in mind for when Faith Case, when these, in, these investigators are going to be launched on their very special mission? Mission Possible, right? Mission Possible. This, this coming Sunday. Okay, so we're going to try this coming Sunday. So the kids, yeah, we're getting back into the swing of things. And um, so it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And for the adults, Beta Satan on Tuesday nights and uh, prayer. And um, how many know that prayer changes things? It does. Prayer changes things. And we're, we're expecting that um, God's going to do some, some good stuff. He really needs to do some good stuff. We, we have a town that really needs the Lord. Amen. We have a town that needs Jesus. And uh, it's becoming more and more and more evident all the time all the time. So if you could turn in your Bible just for a few moments as the, uh, as the uh, offering is being, I'm not going to, I'm going to do my very best to be very short um, because we have our water baptisms today and pretty excited about that. So we could turn into, um, turn into Ephesians this morning, Ephesians chapter set, uh, 4, Ephesians 4, and we're going to be picking up at verse 17. I just want to also mention that uh, we are going to be beginning a new sermon series in the very near future, in the very near future, so probably within uh, a few weeks. And uh, we're going to be looking at Jesus from a little different perspective. And uh, we're going to be looking in the Gospels, and we're just going to be looking at Jesus with some fresh eyes. So um, I believe that's going to be really good and really important uh, as we do that, because sometimes, how many know that, um, uh, according to who you ask, um, we all have different perspectives. We all have different ways of looking at things, and uh, but we want to be able to see Jesus for who He is. And the best way to do that is to go right into the Gospels and and find out about about who He is. And I think that if people knew, if people understood who Jesus really was. I believe that there will be many people that would really come to love him. And so 
um, we, have a, we have a world around us that needs to know him, and uh, the best way for, for them to know him is that we know him very well at, uh, at first. So this morning, I just want to talk about a little bit about old, out with the old and in with the new. Out with the old and uh, in with the new. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, Paul writes this. He says, so I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as Gentiles do. In the futility of their thinking, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God. Because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, and he's talking to the church in Ephesus, the believers there, you, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitudes of your mind, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And so, Lord, we come to your word humbly this morning and we ask for your help today that father that we would not only be able to see the truth that is contained within your word but also god that we would indeed apply it to our lives both as believers today and uh, those who are journeying in their faith perhaps even those who may not know you yet but they are seeking and they want understanding so holy spirit just work in every, every heart and every life, every family that's represented here today. And we ask this all in Jesus' wonderful name. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. So we've been in Ephesians for a little while, and we've sort of noted that in this first part, in the first part of chapter 4, we noted that uh, about a week or two ago or so, that Paul is writing to the Ephesians with the purpose to encourage them, encourage them. Paul's sort of like the coach, you know, in the locker room. He's trying to encourage them to live a life worthy of their calling. How many know this morning we've all been called by God? If you know him, you've been called by the Spirit of God. And you've been called to a greater purpose in life, and you've been called to life itself. How many know this morning that before we were dead in our trespasses and our sins, but when Jesus comes and he comes into our life, his, his spirit then, it's like we are raised just like we were singing this morning. I love all the songs because it just fits so well. That we were, we were dead. We were in bondage. We, we needed to be liberated from, from the, the sin that we were in, the ta- entanglement that we were in. And so living a life worthy of our calling. And we, we also looked at last week how Christ has given different gifts to the body. He's different, given uh, different leadership gifts. He's given those gifts so that he prepares, he can prepare the body. And we are a body of Christ this morning. That body can prepare, be prepared so that we can do the work that God has called us to do. Everyone here this morning that knows Jesus is a minister of the gospel. Did you know that? You don't have to go to Bible college. You don't have to go to seminary. 
or the cemetery, as some people would call it. You don't have to do that. You just have, a, have to have a relationship with Christ and growing in that, and you have the equipment that you're, that you're getting that you need to be able to minister and serve other people. So every single one of us here, you've been enlisted. Amen? You have been, been enlisted in the army of Jesus. just want to let you know that, in case you didn't know. In case you didn't know. And Paul is now, he's concerned with growth. He's concerned with them growing up in, in their faith. It's an interesting thing right now that the, right now the church is having some turbulence, you know. And when I say the church, I'm not talking about Maple Street. I'm talking about the church in general. The church in North America, <coughs> excuse me, there are those who are looking in, on the inside and they're, they're determining that the values and the way that we live is not perhaps up to what Paul would have had in mind, not up what to what Jesus would have had in mind. There's those who are saying that, that the values that we have, the, the consumerism, the, the individualism, the materialism, those types of things have taken root not only in our culture, but they have become powerful influences in the lives of those who claim to follow Jesus. And one said this, he said that the illness is swept through the church. And so what's happening is that there is a gap between what we profess and what we practice. Say that again, there's a gap between what we profess and what we practice. Our teaching, our doctrine will determine our deeds, and our deeds will show forth that which is in our heart and what we value. I remember one time one person said that whatever we think is most important, we will make time for Whatever we think is most important, we will make time for. Sure, thank you, Lincoln. I appreciate that. It's a little dry, and I don't want to be dry or too dry. A few things this morning. Just a couple of things. And I'll put it this way. How many know this morning, I think that in order for us to live differently, we have to think differently. To live differently means we have to think differently. And so here's Paul, and he's, he's talking to the Ephesian Christians. And I want you to know this morning that really humanity hasn't really changed. Culture, in this, in, we make up culture. Did you know that? We create culture. People create culture. And because people really haven't changed that much, I know we, you know, today we've got, you know, electric instruments. And we've got cell phones. We've got computers. We've got, you know, TELUS wireless TV, right? You've got cars that can park themselves now. You've got Ubers. You've got all this kind of stuff. I mean, technology, you got, you're, you're moving into artificial intelligence and all those kinds of things now. So we're, we, we seem to be pretty smart. When it, all we really need to do is look or really things haven't changed that much. We're essentially still the same. We're all human. And it's interesting that in Paul's day, that they were living in a culture where the church was the minority. I would say we're probably in the minority right now. They say that probably in Canada, somewhere around 10, 11% of people would probably be attending a church right now this morning. We're getting around that marker. 
Some people would estimate a little higher. Some would estimate a little lower. And in the city of Ephesus, Ephesus was built around a a temple, a Greek temple, that was constructed to the worship of a goddess. And that goddess, Diana, was considered the most sacred idol in all of heathendom. And around the temple was performed some very bad, immoral acts. And I won't get into that because we want to keep it PG, PG, like what? Three? One? So for you adults, you you probably have a pretty good idea where where I'm going with this. And they were running the risk of being influenced by the majority. And Paul knew that influence was powerful because we're in it all the time. Amen? We are influenced every time we go to the supermarket. We're influenced by the magazine rack. Do you know that the magazine rack is just filled with stuff that really, if you look at what they were projecting to us, that you determine that this is not really reflecting a godly way of life. Television, the things that we're receiving over the internet, there's good and there's bad, right? But there's all sorts of influences that are coming our way. And I find that our young people today, they're being influenced 24-7. There's Most of the stuff uh, that they're being influenced by is through their, through their education and through their ears. And so really things haven't changed that much. Things haven't really changed that much. And so Paul says in 17, he says, So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in their futility of their thinking. There's those who would say that, that I don't even believe that God exists. There are those who would say, oh, I'm not sure if God exists. And then there'll be those who would say, you know, I be, I'm a religious person or I'm spiritual, but I don't believe in Jesus. Or I believe that there's many ways to find God. We're all really going to the same place. And Paul is saying to the Ephesians in those days that we're not to live or think the way that they live because it's futile. In other words, those who are thinking and living this way He says they are spiritually dead. They are separated from God. And to know God is to have life. And to have life to the full. Jesus said to come to me, right? Those who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. He said if you want to be set free, to know him is to be set free. For whom the Son sets free is free indeed. But he has promised us And we've sang this morning that all the promises of God are yes and amen to those who believe. And in Jesus Christ, we have life and we have not just life. We're not just struggling. We have abundant life in Him. We have abundant life in Jesus. And so Paul says we need to think about how we think. He says in the futility of their thinking. It meant that they lacked the presence of the Holy Spirit. Not that the Holy Spirit is some off somewhere taking a vacation, by the way. No, it's, it's not that the Holy Spirit is off taking a vacation. The Holy Spirit is God. He's omnipresent. He is everywhere. And that's a good thing. Especially when you might be driving faster than your guardian angel can fly. 
Or when you're praying for a loved one who is away from the Lord, you can be rest assured that the Holy Spirit is around them. So the Holy Spirit is, is with them. There's a difference between having a relationship with the Spirit of God and not. And so these people didn't have the Spirit to guide them, to lead them, to reveal the will of God. No, n- nothing going on in their lives to, to, to bring them to, to, to faith because they were, being, they were separated and they were still given over to their thinking. And their minds were carnal. On the dark and the futile thinking of the Gentiles, one commentator said this, that their lives were governed by self-indulgence. Their permissive behavior was rooted in an aimless attitude to life that cut the very nerve, cut off all sensitivity to what was morally right and morally wrong. Morally right and morally wrong. And so Paul says we need to be careful about our thinking. We need to be careful of what influences us. Because, folks, if we allow earlier that whatever we think is important, we will make time for. And what you put in is what you're going to get out. You know, they say you are what you eat. Have you ever believed that? You know, when I'm eating oatmeal for breakfast and I'm eating berries and I'm having good lean protein and I'm eating fruits and vegetables, probably within a week or two for sure, I'm feeling a whole lot different. My mood is better, right, dear? She said, amen. Amen? Amen? Amen. My mood's better. Yes, my mood is better. I feel better. When I'm exercising, I take the time to exercise and take care of my body. I feel better. And I, get a, I send a little text message when I'm at the gym to report what I'm doing. And if I'm pushing a little heavier weight. Last night, kind of proud of myself, I was able to push 220 overhead on the overhead press. Five times, 200 pounds, 10 times, and then 225 times. So I thought it's not, not too bad. So if anybody needs their truck lifted out of the ditch, I'll come along and give you a hand. But if we just kind of laze around and, and watch the tube and eat Doritos, especially after you go to the gym. <laughs> right? Because whatever we put in, but it's the same, folks, with our spiritual life. Amen? That we can't change our thinking. We can't have, as Paul told the Romans in Romans 12, that to have a renewed mind. A renewed mind is like Craig Keener. Craig Keener is, a, is probably one of the top New Testament scholars in the world. And Craig Keener was an atheist who became a Christian, who then became, as I say, top New Testament scholar. And when he was a new believer, he read 40 chapters in the Bible every day. 40 chapters in the Bible every day. You know why? Because he was hungry to know God. And as he allowed the Word of God to come into his mind, it renewed his mind, it fed him, it made him into a different person. It changed his thinking, and as his thinking was changed, the direction of his life was changed. Now, maybe most of us wouldn't be able to read 40 chapters a day, but, you know, four chapters is not too bad. Even four verses is better than none. Amen? So if we want to grow, 
if we want to live, if we want to get rid of the old and allow the new to come in, we need to change our thinking. And then, of course, we need to live according to what we have learned. That's the second thing. We need to live according to what we've learned. How many know that if you go to the doctor and you say, Doctor, I've got some pain in my back. You got anything for it? Doctor says, Yeah, I guess. Well, I remember one time I went to one doctor, and before I could even tell him what was wrong, he had a prescription in my hand. It's a pretty good doctor. I'm not sure if he got a revelation or what was going on. But if we went to the doctor and the doctor wrote you a prescription and your, pres- and your, and your medication stayed in your pill bottle, how much good would it do for, for you? What do you think? Would it help you with your pain, your back pain? No? How about if, if you like some pepper on your steak? How many like their steak seasoned, their, their meat seasoned? What do you like on your steak? Barbecue sauce? Barbecue, I like bullseye barbecue sauce. Oh, some people don't like that. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. I like bullseye. What does everybody like on their meat? What are some of the stuff you like on your meat? Ketchup. Okay, like ketchup. My father loves ketchup. Honey garlic. What else? Montreal steak spice. Now we're getting into like people that cook. Steak spice, right? I'm just like, as fancy as I get is HP sauce. Some people like that. Look, Ryan likes HP. But what if you sat down and you, and you had your fork and your, and your knife in your hand and uh, that steak sauce or that spice or the ketchup or whatever it is that you like to put on your meat just stays in the container that it's in? How is it ever going to flavor your meat? It's not going to work very well. I remember when we lived in Sussex, New Brunswick, and it was winter. Not in September, by the way. But it was winter. And I'm out, and I take my bag of safety salt because the driveway is all iced up. And in pulls one of our friends that was attending the church. And so I go out, and I have myself, I call it a yarn. Anybody call it a yarn here? You know what a yarn is? A talk. That's right. So we had a yarn. See, I'm from the east. That's the kind of stuff we say. So you'll, you'll catch it. So I'm having a yarn with this guy. And then I turn around. I go back inside the house. Next morning, I went out, stepped onto the driveway, and foof, I was down on me duff. I got up. And I looked over. And there was the bag of salt. And the bag was still sealed. No salt out of it, still full. Bing! I had a revelation. The pain in my butt went all the way to my head, and I realized you got to get the salt out of the bag. In the same way, in the same way, we need to live according to what we've learned. Paul says, you, however, did not know to come to know Christ that way. Surely you have heard of him and you were taught in him accordant, into accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. 
And in essence, what I'm hearing Paul say is that, is that what was the good news about Jesus that you heard? Did I not present him accurately? Did I not share with you the mind and the character of, of Jesus? Did I not preach that he was crucified for you? And that if you seek to try to save your own life, that you're going to lose it. If you lose it for his sake, you will find it. Did I not teach you that when we come to Christ, that we're to take up our cross and follow him every day? That we are to die to the old nature, the old sinful nature. His desires that we are to repent. And folks, I don't know about you, but the Bible tells us that if we confess our sins that he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is not a promise for those who don't know Jesus. That's a promise, or not only for those who, who don't know Jesus, but it's a promise for those who do. Because we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We all mess up. My wife probably thinks that her name, her last name is, I'm sorry. Dear, I'm sorry. Because of how many times I've had to say I'm sorry for being a knucklehead. Anybody else ever had to say sorry to your wife, guys? Or the wives say sorry to your husbands? Or, or kids say sorry to mom and dad? Or say sorry to your teacher or to your brother or your, to your sister? Yeah, we don't always get it right. And that's why we need the grace of God, every single one of us. That we need the grace of God. We need forgiveness. We need mercy. We need compassion. We need His grace. And we need His grace on top of grace. On top of grace. On top of grace. Because if you live long enough, you're going to mess up many times. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. But usually it's because we're trying. And only failure comes when we actually when we give up. It means so when we repent, and we, oftentimes we have to repent many many times. It means that we're, we're we're endeavoring to change, change our mind, change our direction, change our attitude, and it is a lifelong process. I have to keep changing. I have to keep growing. Sometimes I revert back to my old ways, and if I don't get my way, sometimes I have a little temper tantrum, don't I, dear? Right? I do. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just being honest this morning. Because I don't know about you, but I need God's grace every day. Is it okay to be transparent? I just want to let you know I'm not the perfect pastor, so please don't go looking for perfection. I'm going to fail, I'm going to make mistakes. If you're looking for perfection, then you need to look somewhere else. I'm just being honest with you this morning. We all need God's grace. We all need His grace. And so I'm, I'm always needing to live a lifestyle of repentance. I need to continue to keep focused on the direction that God wants for me. I need to try to still tune in and sometimes... Hearing God's voice isn't always absolutely 100% clear all the time. I'm not floating around six inches off the ground woo, with my halo and my white robe. But on a daily basis, it's, it's a dying to the self so that Christ can live through.
through me. And as things change, as our values, as our ethics, as our actions, as our attitudes change, we are being made new and being renewed every single day. You see, when the Holy Spirit takes up residence and we yield to his leading, how many understand that he taps you on the shoulder that when you're going in the wrong direction, when you have the wrong attitude, when you say the wrong thing, when you have the wrong intention of your heart, maybe your motive isn't quite the way that it should be. He gets your attention. How many know that when you're reading the Bible, all of a sudden it's not thinking about, oh, that's right, Lord, I'm reading this part here, and boy, that applies to somebody. No, no, all of a sudden it applies to you. You see yourself in the pages of Holy Writ, and you recognize, it's like serves like a mirror. Uh-oh, I got a little, a little blemish on my face, right? The Word's showing me something. You ever notice that when we pray, that God's changed, not only is he, is he changing circumstances, but He's changing you? Your attitude, it isn't get them, Lord. You feel like praying it. Let's be honest now. Go get them, Lord, with a two-by-four. But instead, he begins to soften your heart, and you begin to have a different attitude toward the situation of the person that you're praying about. So the Word of God and the Holy Spirit as you pray, it changes us. It changes us. It changes what our values are. It changes what's important to us. It changes how we live and conduct ourselves. And then the last thing Paul says, the last thing Paul says is to put off the old and to put on the new. To put off the old and to put on the new. And I don't know if you've ever seen this show or not, but we used to watch this show sometimes. Uh, this is a bad confession to make. Uh, you ever see the show Style by Jury? <laughs> now you know what I've seen. Lord, forgive me put such stuff before my eyes no um, style by jury so you know how the story would go in those shows somebody is, is uh, you know they're, they need a makeover right you know what that show is like you need a makeover so they, they are tracking this person and walking around and seeing that they're oh, you've committed a fashion violation right fashion police comes along right some lady who you know she maybe she's a mom and she doesn't have time for herself like she used to have when she was younger and she's looking after the kids and looking after supper and shopping and everything and she's going around in her baggy sweats and her her loose uh, t-shirt or whatever and maybe she hasn't had quite the time to do her hair and all that stuff so she's looking pretty plain and uh, they come along and woo 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 we're going to you need to do a makeover, right? And so they, they go through a transformation. And they get rid of all the, the old stuff, and they put all this new stuff on them, right? So if they didn't have gobbledygook on their face, now they've got all kinds of it. Billy Graham even said, hey, the barn door needs painting painted. Okay, well, there you go. Paints the door. No 
know, gets them made over with this, with this, new, with this new, uh, new look. And, of course, they have this jury that's, like, behind this glass, and they're, like, making evaluations on what the person looked like before and what they looked like. Oh, you know, before, oh, they looked like they had no self-esteem, blah, blah, blah. Next thing, oh, this person looks so confident. And all because they change what they're wearing and, and how much gobbledygook they have. But the point is that in order to get to the transformation, they had to make some choices. They had to make a decision that I'm going to trade in the baggy sweats and the t-shirt for something that's more fashionable. No longer am I not going to take time for doing my hair or whatever, but I'm going to get my hair styled, I don't know, shorter, longer, I don't know what they do extensions in I'm not very good with that kind of stuff as you can see but the bottom line is this is that is that this person had to make the decision to undergo the transformative work and Paul says to the Ephesians, and I believe that we can uh, apply this to our lives today, that just like those who got the new wardrobe and they got the new hairstyle and the makeup and all of those things, and so they had a transformed look about them. Paul says to us, I'm going to call the worship team back, if you would come. And I think we have a song called Old for New. It says in verse 22, and I'm going to ask those who are getting baptized today, I think it's Michael and Rose, if you could get ready, that would be awesome. I would really appreciate you guys getting ready for that. If you need to change your clothes, um, I think the washrooms are available, T-shirts, shorts, whatever is going to be comfortable, because we are going to get you wet. We are going to get you wet. Paul says... To us, verse 20, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. To put off the old self. How many of that is a constant battle? Put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Can we stand this morning? As they begin to play that song, see, just like the woman was created to look, to think like, to look like, and act like a different person, more confident and sure of themselves, that we are to look like the new creations that Christ has made us to be. We are to look like, how many know that if anyone is in Christ Jesus, the Bible says that they are a new creation. A new creation. You're new. You're a new person. He's given you a new nature. He's given you life that you never had before. He's given you a hope. And he's given you a future, and he's put a calling on your life. After all, as he says that we are to, listen, just catch this, and to put on the 
new self, put on the new self. These are already new, but he's saying put it on. You've already been cleansed. You've already been made righteous, but don't bring this stuff. Who would ever want to go and have a nice clean shower? I mean, I just was able to get Iris Spring body wash yesterday for $2.97 and no frills. I was excited to open it up. Yeah, and after the gym, getting all hot and sweaty, I went into the bath or the shower and had a shower and scrubbed myself all up. Rinsed myself all off. Man, I was feeling clean. Iris Spring, you know. But you know what I did not do? I did not think that, you know, I'm going to go put those old sweaty gym clothes back on that are all sticky and sweaty. You know what I'm saying? Who would want to put on the underwear you just took off? Ugh, right? So why should we do that in the, when it comes to our spiritual lives? He, he wants, see, if we've been made clean, he wants us to, he wants to put on those new garments. Amen? He, he wants us to put on the mind of Christ. Amen? He wants us to have that, the joy that the Spirit brings. He wants us to have a spring in our stuff because we have a hope that goes beyond this life. Oh, don't go back to the old, don't go back to the used laundry. Don't go back to the dirty laundry bin. We got a dirty laundry bin outside of our bathroom. And you know what we never, I don't think we do. Do we do this, Ethan? Let's just make sure we don't do this. We don't go back into the laundry bin and take out. No, we're always looking for, is the laundry done? Because if it's not folded and put away, we're at least looking for the clean basket. Right? Do you look for a clean? Yeah, because you want to put on clean clothes. Because why? Because you're clean. You're clean. And Jesus has made us clean. So he doesn't want us to go back to the used laundry bin or the, or the dirty laundry bin to put that stuff on anymore. He wants us to put on the, he wants us to get rid of the old and put on the new. Amen? Does that make sense? I hope it made sense this morning. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you don't know what it's like to be clean in him. You don't know what it's like to be forgiven. You don't know the grace of God in your life. And if you're here this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, just for a few moments, if there be someone here that you don't know Jesus, I just want to pray for you. If you want to stick your hand up, we just want to pray for you. Is there anyone here you don't know Jesus as your Savior? We've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory, but there's forgiveness and there's grace. There's forgiveness and there's grace. And He wants to give us a new life. Anyone here this morning? Anyone? Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you for the honesty of of the folks that are here. And maybe there's some folks here this morning that would lift their hands and say, I want to, every day, Lord, help me to put on the new, take off the old. Is that that who we want to be this morning? We want to be, we want to be the new creations that Jesus has made us to be. Help us to put off the old every day. Make sure we put on that new. Is that you this morning? Is that your heart today? Father, I pray this morning that you will help us, each and every one of us, every day, that as we come to you and as we are being transformed in our relationship for you, that that God, our heart's desire will not to go back 
to the old ways, to the old man, to the old lady, the old woman, that we would go back to those things, that God, that we would continue on a walk with you. And Lord, if we mess up, it's okay because you, are, you, you have forgiveness and you have grace. It's not that we do it on purpose, but it's that we do it because, God, um, we're not perfect. Things happen. And so, God, I pray for every soul that's here today, every person that's here today, you'll give them the strength and you'll give them the power to live, to live for you, to do your will, to think, to act, and to embrace their identity in Jesus because they have been forgiven. They have been cleansed. They have been made righteous. They have been made holy. Help us to live in that way. And all God's children said, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Because he, because he, because he's there. He's ever present to help us on the journey that he has us on. We can just sing that song for a few moments. We're going to get ready very, very soon here to, uh, to celebrate the baptisms. Hallelujah.
So we are going to move our attention to the baptismal tank, and we have uh, two candidates here this morning, and uh, we're going to ask them to come over over by the baptismal tank, and we're going to get things ready. And I just want to read from the book of Acts here just for a second. I can get to chapter 8 fast enough. We went over some scriptures on um, on Tuesday night. And uh, it had to do with, with baptism. And you know the story about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. That the Ethiopian eunuch was, was in his chariot and uh, Philip arrives and, and he's got a question about what he's reading in the book of Isaiah. And um, Philip explains that the prophet is speaking of Jesus. And in verse 36, says, as they went on their way, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot, excuse me, he commanded the chariot to halt. And then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. And so this morning, those who are being baptized have, are going to indicate to us, they're going to share a little bit about their faith. Even if it's just a short little, a little thing. I kind of got them on a spot a little bit. I, I did warn Michael. I kind of maybe got Rose a little bit on the spot. So if Rose could come over as well. Now, if it's okay by Michael, 
it's okay by Michael, we're gonna do ladies first. Would that be okay? We'll do ladies first. So I'm gonna ask Lincoln to come along. And because uh, even though I'm pushing uh, 220, I don't want anybody to slip in there and fall. So it's gonna test the water. No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not the Atlantic Ocean. I know what the Atlantic Ocean feels like in August, and it is cold. This is good. So, uh, so Rose, did you want to? you want to just share even a, a brief testimony? Hi, it's, uh, maybe not all of you know who I am. My name is Rose. Um, um, I have come a long way to be where I am today. And it was many trials, but I got through them all through Jesus, with Jesus. He has brought me to this point in my life where I just feel I desperately need him in all that I do, in everything that I do. And through him, he has given me strength. Nobody will ever realize how much the hurt that he's taken away from me. Fill me with love, peace. It's amazing. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Didn't anticipate that I was going to pass that over to 
Is this on? Yeah, this is on. Good. Amen. And so, Rose, we're going to have a, a baptismal certificate for you. God bless you. God bless you. So you can head over to, uh, we're going to get Michael to come. So, Michael. So if you want to just, we'll just do the same thing. We'll just stand over here. And if, uh. Hello, I'm Michael Angel. Y pues este es un testimonio para reafirmar mi fe en Cristo. This is a testimony that I want to show to reaffirm my faith in Christ. Porque cuando Cristo está en la en mi vida, todo todo cambió, todo cambió. Y estar sin Cristo y andar en el mundo mundano, hay mucha diferencia. Because when I was in the world, everything was worldly. But since Christ is, has been in my heart, everything has changed. Y Cristo ha cambiado mi vida. Y Cristo, Cristo vive, Cristo vive. And Christ has changed my life, and uh, it's marvelous, marvelous. Thank you very much, everything. Jesus is your Savior. We now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we got a song we want to sing to celebrate here that Michael might know the words to this one, so... So we'll just we'll just sing along. It's it's in Spanish. So keep up as best you can with the words. Okay, sing out Chrissy. Eres tu la esperanza que Salvation me has redado, porque gozo mi corazón, con mi canto te alabaré, te alabaré, te glorificaré.
buen Jesús Te alabaré Te glorificaré Te alabaré Mi buen Jesús That was great. So, Ryan, uh, what does the, the chorus what does the chorus say again? Oh, man, I gotta look it up. You can look what, it up. I don't know what we're singing. We're just singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you did pretty good not knowing what you're singing. But yeah, the so words that you brought up earlier were really great. Yeah. So the lyrics are uh, in English. Um, so the chorus is, "I will worship you. I will glorify you. I will worship you, my Lord and King." And that verse is, "You're the reason for my joy." And I'll thank you, Lord, with my praise. You're the reason for my hope, and I'll thank you, Lord, with my praise. I'll trust in you. You've always helped me. My salvation is your gift to me. There is joy in my heart today with this song I want to say. I will worship you. I will glorify you. Amen. 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 And so, Lord, we, we just pause and we, we continue to glorify you for the work of your hands. Lord, we celebrate today your goodness. We celebrate today your grace and your mercy. We celebrate salvation and newness of life. We celebrate that, that God, you have, you have raised us up out of the mire of sin and you set our feet on a solid rock to stay. And Lord, we thank you for every life that is here today. We thank you for the praise and worship, the, the ability for us to be able to, to, to honor you. Your word, Lord, to our hearts. And we thank you for Rose, and we thank you for Michael today. 
and in their baptism. We celebrate with them today. And we ask, God, that you continue to have your hand upon their lives, to continue to bless them, continue to shower favor and blessing upon them. And may they continue to grow and, and walk with you, Lord, and may their footsteps grow firmer each and every day. And, Lord, we just thank you for each one that's gathered here today on this great uh, Sunday, and we ask your blessing on each one, and we ask you, Lord, to bless the food and those who have been working so hard to prepare in the kitchen. And may we continue to celebrate around the table. May our conversation be tempered with love and grace. May, Lord, we just continue to celebrate your presence and your work in our lives. We ask it all in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 To uh, begin to uh, move toward the kitchen area, and I think we're going to get some of the stuff set up. And uh, so, if you want to grab a seat, that's great. If you want to still stay in the sanctuary for a little while longer while they play this song, or if you want to, if you need to go to the bathroom or check out the parent room, or uh, if you have other plans and you need to go home, God bless you. God bless you.